We're so pleased that you could join us today. We are going to be talking about becoming school ready. And we are here with founder and CEO of Number Nine, the nursery, Ali. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we are also here with assistant manager of Number Nine, the nursery, Emma. Hello. Hi, welcome. So, um, before we start talking about getting school ready, Emma, how long have you worked in childcare? That's a big lot of maths to do early in the morning. At 16 years. That's yeah. a lot. Makes That's you feel very young and youthful. Yes. <laughs> Don't work my age out from that. No, no. please, no. And Ali, how many years have you worked? 34. 34 years. So together yeah. you've got like 50 years of experience. Yeah. Looking yeah. after children. Yeah. That is a lot of years. Well, so hopefully we'll say something today that might help somebody. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and both of you have worked in schools before. Yeah, yeah. we've both been in um, schools, reception classes, year one, So we've and nursery. So, we've, we, yeah, we've, we might have something helpful to say. <laughs> I'm sure you will. And we've worked together for 11 years. That's a long time. 11, are you counting? 11 yeah. years, yeah. 11 four years, four months. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that bad, Emma, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's fully aware of how long she's working with yeah. um, So before we start talking about getting children ready, I think like choosing a school as a parent is quite a daunting Definitely. prospect, isn't it? Yeah. Like what, how do you even start? Like what should you be looking at for a school? I think what's really important is obviously looking at the schools that are closest to you because if you're going to a mainstream school it's going to be the ones that are closest to you in your catchment area so I think the first thing you should do is go onto your local council website have a little look at the schools that are available to you um, and try and book in some visits because it's important if you can get in um, to go and have a little look around and get a sense of what the school's ethos is and if you think it would suit your child um, on the applications you have three choices Yeah, but in all honesty it's normally the one that is closest to is you that, that you're going to get. Right. So there's not much point looking at something that's wildly out of your catchment area because no. it's just not going to happen. Okay. And um, does it like make a big difference with the offset rating? Should you be swayed by that with schools, or is it is it really just down to like what's nearest? Well, I think I mean obviously you're going to have a preference of what you prefer, and it's always good to look at the offset rating because it does give you an insight. But I think that personal going in, meeting the children and the staff in the building is what's really important. That's really hard to do at the minute as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, crazy yeah. times. Like all the COVID yeah. things going on. I don't. Do you know what they're doing at the minute with all of that? Um, virtual. A lot of them are doing virtual, but I think in September they're hoping, obviously for the next year group to try and but you can also go online and you can get chatting to other parents at yeah, schools yeah. um i think that's really important yeah, getting recommendations is good isn't it and is there any like and i know a lot of mums that i'm kind of connected to there's a lot of debate versus like private education to second like states education mm. what's your views on that do you think like if you've got you know I'm not really sure how bright my children are going to be because they're only like one and two <laughs> but like should you be considering that what's your I, I mean I'm going to look at you Alison <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you've got a good local school then then you then that's fantastic you know state schools are absolutely brilliant um and there's some bad ones and there's some good ones and that's the same in private like you, just because you're paying for something doesn't mean you're going to get something a whole lot better there's some really good schools around there and some schools that aren't so good and 
you, you know, you know, you buy an outfit, don't you? You might spend a lot of money on it. Is it better quality than H&M? Probably not. So no. I think it is It is just looking at the schools in it as as the school yeah. rather than just thinking, well, because I'm paying for it, it's going to be better. It's, it's a big decision, isn't it, as well, like sitting from a parent's perspective. Oh, it's a, it's a massive amount. deal, like trying to get them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right with school. like a day nursery, you get to really choose when you're looking at a day nursery, you yeah. go, this is the one I want And you haven't got child. set times. Like, you no. haven't got, like, a deadline where you have to make a decision yeah. or submit yeah. you know, your forms or anything like that. No, where well, with the school, you are limited to, to what is around you if you're going to, obviously, an everyday school. And you feel like you could... With the sense, it's like you're almost competing because it's, like, September and everybody's starting. It can feel quite pressured to, yeah. to even begin to think how to choose yeah. a school. Okay, so let's say, like, we've made the decision and we know where our children are going. Um, How can we get them ready? Like, what is the most important thing that we can do for our children? Is it that they need to learn their ABCs? Like, should they be able to, like, write their own name? Like, what is the most important thing as parents we need to start focusing on? I think, really... um... There is there's a whole range of skills that children need to have when they're starting school. Um, and obviously knowing their phonics, being able to write their name, knowing their numbers is fantastic and amazing. And it's what we want for all of our children as well. But there's also the skills such as confidence and self-esteem, which is so important. Yeah, yeah. Developing their independence. Yeah, that's really important. Going from a one to eight ratio to a one to 30, children wow, need that that's ability. a big difference, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So talk to me a bit more about independence. Like, what do you mean by that? Well, independence comes from, you know, even the beginning of the day, um, trying to encourage your child to, to get themselves dressed for, for mm. going to nursery. Mm. You know, obviously you need to help them when they're a little bit smaller, but as mm. they get bigger, really, you know, giving them the opportunity mm. to do things for themselves um, and take a little bit of responsibility, carrying their own little bag as they come into the nursery. Um, and children will take pride in those things, won't they? If definitely, they can do it yeah, themselves. Definitely. And some children are already there. They're independent and they want to do things for themselves but some children they just need a little bit more encouragement don't they they mm. they would if, if mum's going to do it for them or dad's mm. going to do it for them they're going to let you so if you try and do it try and encourage them to kind of mm. carry their bags for themselves put their coat on in the morning and um, those really mm. do help a child develop those little independent skills that help them definitely and it can you know it can be really overwhelming when they go to school as you know as, as well as a mum it's an and a parent is overwhelming, but for them it's overwhelming. And, you know, if they're standing there and they they don't know how to put their coat on and and there isn't anybody that can actually help them put their coat on because the ratios are so much larger, that can be a difficulty for the child to then have to deal with and get over. Yeah. So you need to think of your child, you know, being in a in a larger environment where there's lots of people around, but not necessarily one adult to help your child put their shoes on. So all that could those... feel quite overwhelming then if you're little and you're suddenly in this big environment and you don't know how to put on your shoes. I mean, you can see how a child could have a meltdown pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, what Emma's saying about the independence is really important. But the other thing as well, you have to think about, you know, their lunch, because some of them at four have to carry a a tray with their lunch dinner on oh my God. to their table. Mm. And some of them haven't even been given that kind of like skill set. So you've really got to think about through the day, like PE, can they get changed for PE? Can they put their stuff in their bag? Swimming. Swimming, if they're going swimming. Yeah. So it's almost thinking about what it is that, that your child's going to have to 
do in the day um, and practice it at home and prepare for it and get ready. Right, that's it. I'm getting my child to carry her dinner on a track. <laughs> <laughs> She's two. It's not too late, girl. Come on. Um, realistically, though, when should you start introducing these skills? Like, Because I would imagine that if you suddenly go, oh, my gosh, it's June and you start school in September, like it's a bit of a mad rush to the... We start it in their pre... So when they hit our preschool floor... Um, you Which know, is, sorry, three, three, three plus. Okay, right. um, yeah. That's when we start developing those skills... They pour their own water, for example, in a cup um, and they take themselves to the toilet. And even though we're there, we do encourage that independence. Definitely. Um, we ask parents to provide Velcro shoes, not the lace-ups. We know they look pretty, but they can't physically do them themselves yeah. and it creates frustration. That's a really good point, actually, Emma. When, when you're choosing school uniform, you need to make sure that anything that you buy, your child can take on and off. Mm. So if you have got buttons, um, they need to like practice. They need to practice. Yeah. yeah, the buttons or on the trousers or the or the or the dress. You know, if you give them a pinafore, can they can yeah. they get the pinafore on and off? Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point because teachers don't have time to undress and dress every child for PE. That is crazy as well, isn't it? And it, it I mean, I've got like I've said, I've got a two-year-old little girl, two years away is not that long for her she's two and a half at the minute but you think what I'm requiring of her even just physically before we even talk about the mental ability to write your own name it's a huge step isn't it it is but it Mm. is amazing how quickly they mature and develop you think about your child two years from now it's hard to imagine that she'd have all these skill sets oh telling me to sit on my bottom and yeah telling me off (laughs) yeah Yeah. so they do they, they do change and with the with the kids are amazing with the right support um, yeah, they they they're incredible learners. I think that's so interesting. I never considered like being able to put on your own coat or your shoes. I'm just thinking like I've got to teach her how to write her own name. Yeah, like that's the most important. And I think yeah. from a parent perspective, I know with my youngest giving her those little independence I always felt that oh she's getting a bit too big she's getting a bit too independent and I was really happy to put her coat on for her and her yeah. shoes on for oh her. my gosh I'm completely opposite I'm like bye love go to work <laughs> I had my little heartstrings being pulled every time she learned to do something new um but she needed it to, to survive in in school and I often like when I'm at work I might get a child just kind of drop their coat at my feet put it on <laughs> I'm like yeah. oh come on we're gonna do this together you're gonna do it yeah. And it, it is hard from that parent perspective as well. If it's your your, your baby, yeah. you don't really yeah. want them to jump ahead too quick. But it does. Serve oh my gosh! Them well. And it's quicker. Let's be honest. You can get out the door. Yeah. You can get out the door in like <laughs> half the time than if you're waiting. I don't know why children always have to do things. Well, my child always does things like standing on one foot, like <laughs> looking at the telly or trying to look what her brother's doing. Like so hard to try and get to concentrate on what she's doing. No, now put the other sock on. Yeah, some adults find that hard. <laughs> 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 don't know who you're talking about <laughs> okay so we're talking about like independence but you also mentioned like being confident how can a parent help with that I mean I think what we've seen in the past year has been really influential in looking at children's social development mm. um, and having those interactions with other children is so important because children and adults play differently together so children really do need to be immersed with other children to learn boundaries in play great point which is why nursery is just so yeah. valuable for these little people. Yeah. Um, I don't think my kids would have actually seen anybody 
all year if it hadn't been for nursery. Yeah, crazy. I think it really does help because they learn their boundaries through play, sharing, turn-taking, you know, having little buddies that have imaginations mm. and mm. want to play different things to them. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think also that, that I think that they're great points, Emma, and also the thing is, you know, as a parent, sometimes we step in too quickly. Yeah. No, share. No, don't do that. Don't, you know, stop doing that and put that down and you must share. But I think, you know, within the nursery, we, we try and help them develop those well, skills themselves from a parent's perspective like if you're at a friend's house and yeah. your daughter or your son is whacking the other child yeah well maybe something. you need to intervene with whacking but yeah <laughs> it's dreadful, it? like sharing but with what emma's saying about the confidence they need the confidence to be able to negotiate with somebody mm. else their own age so you know being able to say no or share or my, turn, my turn or Oh my gosh, Those kind of things—they're yeah. they're really good skills to be able to have because they're going to need that, um, you know, to be able to sort out little, you yeah, know, indifferences. Yeah. So, what can you, what as a parent, can you do to assist that? Is it a case of because obviously they've got their interaction at nursery, mm-hmm. but is it a case of allowing them to meet where government guidelines allow? Because I know that a lot of parents can feel quite anxious now that they're like going to nursery, so they shouldn't see anybody else at the weekend or. Is it a case of just trying to allow those social interactions where appropriate? I think they're really important mm. to happen. And I think, you know, it, that we all need that, don't we? We've missed it. So yeah. I'm sure, you know, the same with the children, you know, that haven't been, you know, able to mix with their friends. I'm sure it's a it's a miss for them. And it's as parents, you know, where do you go and what do you do? And you've got this whole weekend ahead of you. So I think it is important that they do have that social interaction. Yeah. And they can practice these skills like down at the park, for example. And you might even be able to see that, you know, how does your child behave when there's a cue for the slide, for example? Do they back away? Are they nervous? Do mm. they want you with them? Mm. Can you give them that encouragement? No, you're okay. Get in the queue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and or maybe if somebody pushes in front of them, do they go? Oh no, I'm next. How do they? It's good for you as a parent to see how your child interacts with other children. Yeah, definitely. But I think because all children yeah. have got like a natural ability, haven't they? Yeah. Like they always they all come out. There, it's amazing that they're there full of personality and they're so little. I think that's one of the lovely things about working with children, that, you know, in all the years that we've I've worked with children, I've never had two the same. They are just so unique and so individual. And it's such an honour to be able to see their little personalities and help them be the best them they can be. And some, are, you know, some are very naturally feisty and they will stick up for themselves. Oh, yeah, I've got one. <laughs> and others yeah. won't. Yeah. They'll, ba- they'll back away. And, you know, it's if your child is a bit feisty you need to say well hang on a minute let's just share and wait wait your turn and lots of praise and lots of encouragement well done you know and if your child's a bit timid you need to encourage them like Emma was saying you know come on you can go it is your turn and so it's just helping them be you know around it yeah, yeah around as rounded as you can mm-hmm. but I think also the other thing as well that we haven't mentioned Emma is like the readiness for reading and yeah. the readiness yeah, for writing, I'm ask you, about that. you know, yeah. and the readiness for maths—that is very important as well. Because that's you know, we do a lot of learning through play at the nursery, but we also do bring in this kind of more academic side. We do, particularly when they're going to school in September, those children will do small group work. Um, a lot of the children this year, thankfully, they've they've done really well 
in their phonics and we're now on to tricky words and blending phonics which is amazing mm-hmm. um but every child is unique and every child is individual and some children it will spark something in them and they crave to learn and some children you have to take it in a different direction mm-hmm. and try and get their interests linked into it to build that for them but having a real good keen love of books is so interesting yeah it's it's so important and you can really you can really cultivate that at home by having great books if you've got books at home that you hate reading because they're so boring and there's a lot yeah emma how many (laughs) how many books have we both read to kids and gone what is this about (laughs) you know so if you've got books at home that you don't enjoy reading personally put them on the top shelf don't even put them near your child get books that you really love because if you really love it you're going to do the voice is, you're going to be more interested, you're not going to be falling asleep. And, you know, reading good books to your child is so important. Having that snuggly time or making a den and getting in the den and reading books, having a little bookcase for them at their height so they can, um, you know, cultivate that and love that. You're getting getting some really good pencils, the chunky ones that they can really hold, um, you know, even maybe getting a pencil grip because all of that is like it's, oh my it, gosh, I remember little pencil grips. You know, little monkeys used to put on Yeah, yeah. yeah used can, to love all that, that stuff. My help. pencil case. And get yeah. them involved with as much as you can. Like, even reading around the shops, what does this sign yeah, good say? Point. Yeah. Can you write mummy a shopping list? We're going to go shopping today. Yeah. I mean, it may not look like they've written bananas, but if they've tried that little mark making, that yeah. is a result. Yeah, definitely. Um, lots it, of praise. Lots of praise. Um, but, I mean, I think reading is a real... It's that one-to-one time with your child that can really help them and flourish. Really, yeah, really And are there special. certain things they should be... Like, I say should, but they should be doing by the time they start school. Like, as a parent, have you got some things that you need to focus on? Like, these are the three things we've got to get them doing. I think being able to recognise their name is important because yeah. of their pegs. They need to be able to recognise their name. They need to be able to write their name so that they can mark work that's their own and, you know, arts and things like that. And that's something that normally when all of our children leave preschool, they are able to do, aren't they? They can write their name, they can recognise their name. Um, phonic knowledge is great. And even if you're playing like the little games, um, I think they're the Orchard Farm games at home. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Oh, they're these lovely little phonic games. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. And you can... Oh, um, you, sorry, Emma, yeah. like I haven't... I don't work with kids, as you no, can tell. No, that's no problem. Um, so like, what do you mean like phonics... Talk to me about that. So phonics are the sounds of the letters. So a lot of parents will teach the lovely A, B, C, D song, (laughs) um, which is lovely. But we really want to kind of stay away from that because we want the children to learn the actual sounds of the letters and recognise it that way because that helps them. So you're talking like phonics instead of saying A, it's ah. Ah. Right, Yeah. Um, And then what we want to do is that helps them develop the reading skills that they need for reading um, because then they're able to phonetically blend sounds together to produce a word. Yeah. And there's some really lovely games. We normally have packs outside the nursery, don't we? Um, We have a box which parents can borrow and take home, but because of um, COVID, we've had to remove that at the moment and we can't wait to get it back out there. But you can buy these lovely little games online where it's got like the beginning letter. You might have a picture of an apple and you can find the matching letter for the beginning sound, so A for apple. Um, And you can play those kind of games at home just to reaffirm the kind of things that we're doing at nursery. At nursery, we make it a lot more messy. We'll have them writing it in shaving foam corn flour and making a complete mess <laughs> all the um, things parents don't all the things do, parents don't want to do yeah. um, but we do it at nursery to really get that foundation of those phonics set in place um, and that just really I mean 
imagine having that little foundation before they go to school because then when they get into school and they're, they're learning their phonics they'll be like I know that already yeah it's not and such it's a, a confidence yeah, alien isn't world. it yeah um and see Sorry. I would I would have said it's really interesting what Emma said and I agree with Emma but I would have said it's it's almost like if I'd have said three things to get ready for school I'd have said independence yeah the ability to concentrate for a small period of time to be able to sit at something yeah even if it is just a, a jigsaw to be able to learn yeah. to be able to you know sit um and and, and I would also say the confidence. I mean, I think that that have a go, I can do it. You know that that kind of mentality where they know that they they are able to do things. Where and you can build that up by lots of praise every time they do do something. Oh well, you, that's fantastic. Well done. You know, lots of praise and affirmation works wonders because some children do struggle with the writing, yeah, and they do struggle with the phonics, and sometimes that that does take a while to get there. Um, That's so interesting. And so if you're talking about like being able to concentrate, how can a parent promote concentration at home? It's through activities and playing mm. together. I mean, rip those bedtime stories. Put the iPad away. Put the TV <laughs> off, iPad away. Yeah, because they're, so, they're so quick, you see. Yeah. They have the iPad and they have the phones and they're just, they're, they're so used to instant stuff mm. happening and it really doesn't promote. I'm not saying they're bad things to have. I'm just saying you've really it's got to try so and put them easy. away. Look, Ali was in the car with me the other day and we're trying to get my daughter to drop the pacifier in the day we're, we're saying like it's at night time only and um so I'm playing songs in the car and, and my daughter's like I want wheels on the bus and wheels on the bus starts and now I want you welcome and then you're and you get so used to it as a parent just feeding this kind of demand for now because otherwise it's going to kick off oh mate <laughs> stuff is going to go down yeah. and you just want to have a peaceful journey and yeah. actually it wasn't until Ali was very lovingly said to me you're actually making a bit of a rod for your own back here. Like you're just going to be playing DJ for the rest of her life. Um, but you don't really realise that you're getting, it's, it's really so simple to get into those habits without even realising that that's what you're doing. It is, and life is full on for parents. You know, you're normally juggling work, juggling a family, you know, juggling washing machines and, you know, all of the things that we juggle. Trying to, I don't know why I said washing machine. I just obviously do far too much. Yeah, can yeah. you see me juggling the washing machine with my arm? <laughs> Look at me. You know, there's all these things that you have to do. And, you know, got to do this, got to do that, got to do the other. And, you know, you've, you've, you actually just stop to put the phone away, to put the iPad away, to turn the TV off and go, you know what, we're going to make Play-Doh and we're just going to play together. You know, those, you know... Well, because that can be a bit more stressful, like, from a parent's perspective, then you're making a mess, there's Play-Doh everywhere. Yeah. They're probably fighting with their brother or their sister yeah. because they don't want that one, they want this one. Yeah. And actually, it's you know, a lot easier. I mean, I actually heard myself the other day say to my, to my daughter, oh, for crying out loud, I don't understand which colour you're asking for. Like, yeah, yeah. It can be quite stressful as a Definitely. parent. Definitely. Like, it's flicking not really... on Moana it's, is a lot easier. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the telly's bad, but I'm just oh, saying yeah. that I think sometimes, um, you know, the skills that we're talking about now today, getting mm. ready for school, um, you know, they do need, you know, concentration. They need to be able to play. They need to be able to interact. They need to be able to share, take turns, wait, listen, 
all of those skill sets. And they will definitely learn that through doing those activities with you. Absolutely. Not really through the iPad or the telephone or the phone or, or the telly. Um, so I think, you know, as much as you can, don't give yourself a hard time about it, but maybe set a self, set, you know, set a time aside. Sunday morning. Yeah, where you yeah. just go, you know what, we're just playing. I mean, there, there was this whole thing where they were saying that, um, you know, love to a child is spelt time. Yeah. And it really does feed you as a, as a, as a person when somebody just goes, I'm just focusing on you. Children are like that too. They really love it. They really thrive. Mm. Wow, that's super interesting, girls. Thank you so much. So just to summarise it... Oh, dear. <laughs> just to bring it back for everyone listening at home. So we're, we're talking about almost seeing two sides of your child, seeing the social development and the independent side and then also the academic side and getting them ready for school. So we're talking about being independent being able to put on their own shoes and their own coat, practicing things like carrying a tray. If they need to, like yeah, find out find what, out what, what do they is. need to do in the day. Yeah. yeah, And then trying to think those steps ahead yeah. to prepare them. Are they doing PA, PE? Can they take their stuff out of their bags? Yeah. So looking at the physical side of what school demands from them and preparing them ahead of time for that. Mm-hmm. And then you've also been talking about being confident and looking at your child and trying to round them out. So, mm. like, have you got a firecracker like mine? Mm. I need to sit back and wait her turn. Yep. You know, or have you got a child who is slightly less confident, like probably my son, who needs to say, no, it's okay, you can go. Yeah. Um, and looking at that and trying to round them out. And then we've also been talking about getting them ready academically. So looking at their name, being able to spot it on a peg. Just, yeah, being able to recognise their name, spotting on a peg, and, and even like mark making opportunities, even if they're not focusing on knowing their numbers. I know a lot of parents get really anxious if their child can't recognise numbers to 10. It doesn't matter. That's what that reception year is for. But if they are interested, develop that confidence, develop that concentration with them, using that as a means. But we want all well-rounded children <laughs> are happy, confident, and just ready to start And school. that's the most important thing, because I've never met an adult who couldn't recognise their own name, mm. but I have met an adult who hasn't learned to share. So, you know, mm. eventually they will get those skills that they need, but having people to support them in their emotional development is really important. Mm. And I think get yourself ready for them going to school. You know, be positive, be happy, be smiley, be, oh, this is exciting. Cry and if you cry <laughs> away from your child, you know, give your child yeah. the message that this is really good and you're going to have a fantastic time. And you're time. always nervous as a parent, aren't you? Whatever they do, like, oh, you think, oh, yeah. gosh, I hope they're, I hope they're all right. right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we, one of the things that we love doing at Nine is we really like to communicate with the local schools around us. So we will be doing as Networking. much as we can yeah, to get so, teachers in, yeah. which we've done previously, if we can. Yeah. Um, oh, we forgot to mention a going to school book is a good idea as well. Yeah, so you we can have read one with your child yeah. so that they can just get the idea of going to school, go and visit the school, look outside the school if you can't go in. You know, this is where you're going to go. It's really exciting. Let them, you know, you've got your uniform. What colour is it? Just, yeah, make. <laughs> Give them positive vibes about going to school. And if you are feeling anxious or wobbly, you know, try and do that away from them then yeah. so that they, 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 because they, they look to you um, as mum, is this all right? You know, dad, am I going to be all right? Um, so they're looking to you for that affirmation and that um, encouragement. Mm. 
Well, thank you so much, um, girls, for talking to us today. It's so helpful. And thank you at home for listening to our number nine podcast. Do make sure that you give us a share. Send it to your friends as well. And if you've got any questions or if there's anything that you want us to cover in future podcasts, send us an email. The email address is manager at number nine thenursery.co.uk. And we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>